1: Getting a chasing out though. Feeding up to the
0: flag in for eagle. Min Woo Lee. A big, big statement at the halfway mark. He's a special talent. Min Lee for the first time is the 40 net Australian PGA champion. Rounds of
1: 64,
0: 66... 66 and 68 today. He started with a three-shot lead. The margin at the end was also three. Yes, that was uh, the Australian PGA Championship, which uh, finished uh, yesterday up uh, there in uh, Queensland and uh, crowned a new champion in Minwoo Luyakus uh, from a very famous golfing family. Uh, Those scores, 64-66, 66-68, that's brilliant golf. Three-shot margin uh, at 20 under par. While it's the other end of the spectrum, uh, one of the players they all came to see, Cameron Smith, uh, did not make the cut. In fact, uh, was very, very disappointing in missing the cut as well. So uh, there we have it. To to talk about it and what's coming up uh, further throughout the Australian summer of golf, because there's more very shortly, uh, we're going to catch up with Nick O'Hearn. You can uh hear him uh, commentating of course but you can also see him on his podcast talk birdie to me uh, and he's uh, good enough to give us some time g'day nick uh, nice to catch up again
1: yeah good to uh, chat again, smithy and uh, welcome back i believe
0: yeah how, welcome back uh, from uh, watching your boys uh, wrap up the cricket world cup again in pretty stylish fashion uh there was some uh, great atmosphere but there was uh well, i can tell you when australia hit the winning runs or when they got key wickets there was uh, an atmosphere like you find on the old golf courses, where you could hit, hear a pin drop. It was quite remarkable how they managed <laughs> to silence a hundred thousand people.
1: Yeah, it was a thing of uh, thing of beauty for the Aussies, obviously. But um, yeah, it was uh, certainly not quite uh, yesterday. At the Australian PGA, Minwoo Lee, what a performance!
0: He is a terrific talent. Uh, I think that now, uh, is as he like Ryan Fox, he's eligible TP to, uh, Tour and full time PGA now.
1: Yes, correct. He um, he didn't do it the way Ryan Fox did, like where they gave away the ten cards off the DP World Tour for dual membership over there on the PGA Tour. Minwoo played this season on a, I think, a special temporary exemption and uh, earned enough money uh, equivalent to the top one twenty-five or whatever it was, and uh, and played his way on that way. So there's a couple of different ways to do it, but. Uh, both of those guys will, um, I think, going to have big years uh, next uh, next season over in the US. That's for sure. And and the way Min Woo went about it, I mean, this past week was was just phenomenal. It was a strange opening too because he he got off to a bogey start yesterday, and his playing partner Rikuya Hosh, Hoshino from Japan birdied the first two, and all of a sudden the three shot lead was evaporated, and they were tied teeing off the third. So uh, I think the crowd were a bit stunned, but then sure enough. Um, you know, he fired one in on the fourth, almost a hole-in-one like Joaquin Neiman did about 20 minutes earlier um, on what was the million-dollar hole, but it was on the Saturday, not the Sunday, unfortunately. So uh, it was fascinating stuff.
0: What are his traits, Minwoo Lee? What, what is it about his, his game, his temperament? What do what, what you see in him?
1: Oh, he's just, I mean, he, he's obviously so much power off the tee. He was probably the longest hitter in the field. Um, when you leave, adam Scott 20 metres behind you. Uh, you know you're very, very long because Scotty's one of the longest out there as well. I think his his charisma is something which is fascinating. I mean, he, he loves the big stage, loves the big moments, and you don't get that sort of a player along too often, and And they revel in it. And uh, when he chipped in for Eagle on the night hole to sort of separate himself from uh, Hoshino, you could see the crowd just go nuts, and he absolutely loved it. And then obviously, finally... Um, we saw he probably had a three or a four shot lead on the seventeenth, and as he's walking off the party hole, he gets the chef hat out, and he's got the uh, the Viking clap going with the crowd, and they absolutely loved it. And he's he's certainly a star, and not not only of the future, but he's a star of now. But the scary thing is, he's probably the second best player in his family because his sister Minji is a major <laughs> champion, and he's not. So I'm sure he's looking for some of some of those majors to add to his resume.
0: Yeah, I got the feeling that it's uh, perhaps not too far away. Uh, right. Let's look at uh, some of the other performances of note. You mentioned uh, Hoshino and it's great uh, for the future of golf when uh, when the Asian players uh, tend to dominate these tournaments because they get a, such a huge following. But Mark Leishman, uh, of course, who's uh, been pretty quiet because of involvement on the live tour, nice creditable performance for Mark Leishman.
1: Yeah, shot a 7 under 64 yesterday, no bogeys, and for a little while I thought, oh, maybe he can sneak up there, but um, couldn't quite get there, uh, so a really good effort for him, he'll be one to watch this week at the Aussie Open, he's very much a field player, and when he gets going, um, look out, because it's just really, his ball striking's great, it's just a matter of whether he holds the putts, uh, Curtis Luck, uh, West Australian, got off to a bit of a slow start, unfortunately, but came home really strong on the back nine to finish fourth, which was great, and... Uh, I mentioned Joaquin Neiman had the hole-in-one, mm. uh, one of Leishman's fellow live players. Uh, he had a good week as well, finishing fifth. Adam Scott was um, sort of there and thereabouts. He was right there going into the weekend. Him and Minwoo played Saturday, and uh, we were waiting for a you know, real contest there. But Scotty on the back nine sort of faltered, and Minwoo broke away. Mm. And um, a little disappointing for him. But uh, it was great to see your own New Zealand Michael Hendry you know, tied for 15th. Obviously, he's been going through some struggles uh, this year, but um, he's... I watched him play a couple of holes on Saturday and, uh, you know, he looks strong and fit. But, uh, you know, that's something with the leukemia and everything, he's got to keep an eye on going forward for sure.
0: Right. uh, Probably the downside of it was uh, Cameron Smith's uh, inability to make the cut um, on the back of a couple of disappointing performances. Don't see that continuing, do you, really?
1: No, of course not. Um, That was a real shock. The first day, he came out and shot two over par, and you thought, well, that's just an anomaly, and and then came out and shot about 78, I think, the second day, so very, very surprising, and you know, he was holding back tears in his post-round little interviews with the press, so uh, you could see how much it meant to him to come back to his home state and try and defend and get another PGA title, but... To his credit, he was out there Saturday signing autographs for the kids. And then on Sunday, I think he was out practising and working pretty hard. So uh, expect a big week from him this week in Sydney.
0: OK, uh, let's look at uh, the, what's coming up in terms of uh, the Lakes golf course, because which has got uh, steeped in tradition, goes uh, a long, long way. we, we back, I think, uh, it's the eighth time they're going to play the Open there. They've had winners like Lee Trevino, Greg Norman himself there, so uh, it has had a a lot of history. Uh, Tell us about the Lakes compared to uh, the Brisbane course.
1: Well, they're holding it over two courses, uh, the Australian and the Lakes. Uh, Three rounds will be at the Australian, one at the Lakes. The reason being is they, uh, they have the men and women playing in the same tournament, two tournaments going on at the same time two uh, national opens for both the men and women. So that's why they need the two courses. The lakes is obviously, you know, just think about the name. There is lakes everywhere. And, uh, you yeah, know, it's famous mm-hmm. for John Daly hitting, uh, I think every golf ball in his, in his bag at one stage on the 11th hole, the par five. So a bit of fun there, but it'll be in good condition. The only, Downside at the moment in Sydney is I think they've got a fair bit of rain. I'm going to head there Wednesday. But uh, the Australians should be in tip-top shape. I've heard it's Augusta-like in condition at the moment. So uh, they'll play three of the four rounds at the Australian, one at the Lakes. And um, I think we're in for a big week. And, uh, you know, hopefully if we can get a leaderboard like we did at the PGA this past week, uh, it'll be something special.
0: Tell us about that format there. So you have men playing alongside women in their group as such?
1: no so they have men's groups and women's groups and they just interchange them so you have uh you know three men hitting off then three women then three men and so on They don't actually play together in this format uh not like the vic open which they've done at before i believe so uh it's as i say two separate tournaments but um but both playing for the national title so it tends to be a big uh field on the weekend because when they cut the field you know you've still got the traditional amount of players in the men's cut. I think they'll cut the women's field a little shorter on the weekend, but you're going to have 100 players out there and alternating alternating uh, groups so whether they have the men's group finish last on Sunday or the women's group finish last it's uh, it's up for the uh, promoters to uh, to do it but it's exciting stuff and I think last year you know really it really uh, played out quite well when it was at um, where it was a Victoria in Kingston Heath where they finished at Victoria Mm. on the Sunday and Adrian Moronk took it out as did uh, South African Ashley Buhai so it was a it was a Fantastic finish. The only downside to it is I think some of the players thought it was a little bit slow out there, but uh, I'm sure the uh, uh, PJ of Australia have sorted all that out and it'll be a fun weekend.
0: I would imagine you had a chance to get alongside uh, the likes of Mark Leishman, Cameron Smith, etc., and then more establishment-type pros, and I use the word establishment as uh, the non-breakaway group. Um, what is the, the latest in terms of uh, the Live deal and the and the, the possible merger? Is it? What are the players thinking about that? You feel?
1: Well, the Live guys are just sort of you know going along, thinking uh, it's you know uh, business as usual. The, the the schedule was just released for next season uh, last week. Uh, I think there was twelve events on the schedule which were released. I think as opposed to fourteen. I think there's a couple of two be confirmed. So. In their eyes, I think uh, Live is going to s- still continue. There's obviously, you know, not as much uh, angst, I think, amongst uh, the public and the media and everything like that anymore. I mean, we saw how successful the Liv event was down in Adelaide last year. It was certainly mm. their pinnacle of their season, so... There's, uh, you know, there's certainly um, an appetite for that sort of golf down here in Australia, maybe once or twice a year. But worldwide, I've noticed it's very much a global tour next year, Liv. So we'll see how it all pans out. But the biggest thing is whether the PGA Tour and the uh, and the PIF uh, Public Investment Fund come to terms and they make some sort of agreement going forward. That's still all up in the air. And uh, it's one of those we'll just wait and see. I mean, the big news last week was Phil Mickelson talking about John Rahm potentially joining uh, live golf uh, for next season, but uh, that's one of uh, I'll uh, I'll believe it when I see it because I I don't see that happening.
0: That's interesting because there's been an astronomical figure thrown around for that, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, about six hundred million US, I believe. Um, and I think when you know they first approached Tiger, the the figure that everyone was talking about was about eight hundred million or nine hundred million US. So uh, it's crazy money. It's just getting out of control.
0: Well, oh, I don't know John Rahm um, from a Barra site, but I, I know his, oh, I can see his love for the game because of his emotions on the course, etc., and the fact that he enjoys his great victories, which he's had. Would he be likely? I mean, if the money was close to that, would he be likely to go?
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, how much is enough? I mean, he's, you know probably got hundreds of millions in the bank already from playing PGA Tour and sponsorships and things like that. Mm. The thing about John is, um, you know, when Liv first started, he came out and really spoke about legacy in the game and leaving a mark on history. So I'd be very surprised if he did go. At the same time, he's good friends with Sergio Garcia, who's over there. His agent is the same agent as Phil Mickelson and a couple of the other guys on Liv. So that's probably where the rumours have started, I'd say. And whether it's just a... You know, just to cause up a bit of a stir and get the media buzz going. I, I'd be if he does go, it'd be, you know, a big shock to everyone. I'd say, especially um those close to him on the PGA Tour.
0: Hearing that uh, perhaps Tiger might be uh, dusting off the clubs and getting out away from caddying for his son and uh, being involved <laughs> in the Hero World Challenge this week. Is that uh, is that likely to eventuate, or will he pull out?
1: No, he's uh, he said he's going to do it. Yeah, he did caddy for Charlie uh, the other the other week. Uh, four rounds on the bag carrying, which you know was probably more. Uh, it's probably tougher than playing golf yourself without carrying the bag. I would say, uh, mm. in a junior tournament there in Florida, but uh, it's a very flat course there in Albany in the Bahamas. Um, I've been there and played nine holes once, and uh, it's not um, not too difficult to walk. So uh, I think you know, given given uh, he's the tournament invo- uh, host he can do whatever he likes there he's also going to play the PNC challenge which is the father son tournament with his son charlie but they did generally take golf carts there so he's dusted the clubs off and looks as though uh, you know he may see him once or twice next year I have a feeling maybe in the majors who knows depends on what his legs uh, what shape his leg is in obviously
0: uh, that'd be terrific news uh, because we know what he brings to the game and not just the viewers but a uh, sense of uh, the tradition going way back. Hey, Nick, great to catch up with you. Uh, enjoy your trip down to uh, to Sydney this weekend. Look forward to hearing from you. Alright, thanks Smithy. Pleasure as always. Cheers. Cheers, yeah, cheers man. Thank you. Uh, Nick Ahern there, of course, very accomplished golfer in his own right now. so has uh, got that podcast which uh, you can uh, tune into Talk Birdie to Me. That's uh, Nick and uh, he'll give you the updates on his access to a lot of players of course and uh, to things going on in golf. So uh, make sure that uh, you get uh, onto that podcast as well as listen to us uh, commentaries as well. We're experienced around the courses of Australia. Current score uh, between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills is uh, the home side. The Eagles are leading seven three as we speak. It's coming up to eleven eighteen.